for all of your Wisconsin Badgers news from the recruiting trail, on the field, and near the rim. This is the Badger Blitz Podcast. If you want to be a Badger, just come along with me by the bright, shiny light of the moon. On Overtime Media. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Jay Kokorowski, senior writer here, along with editor and recruiting analyst John McNamara in the Vivid Seats studio. Emergency-style podcast, why there has been a lot of basketball recruiting talk and, of course, two verbal commitments for the Wisconsin Badgers for the 2020 class. And today, John and I are very excited to welcome on from the national stage from Rivals.com, we got Corey Evans, the national basketball recruiting analyst and first thanks for coming on the show and two seems like wisconsin's become the commitment capital of college basketball this week with two verbals in minnesota's stephen crowell and ben carlson yeah thanks for having me on guys i mean you have to really like what greg gard and those guys have really done the past few days getting two travel teammates and ben carlson and stephen crow to commit um pretty much back to back i mean you have to love the inside-out tandem that both bring. Um, they're going to bring some chemistry, of course, as well. And also a translatable skill set to Wisconsin that kind of fits perfectly to what Greg, Lark, Greg Gard looks for in front court guys. You know, Corey, before we, you know, really dive into those two, both come from D1 Minnesota. You know, from your national perspective, that's one of the top teams in the country. Obviously, they're on that Adidas circuit. But can you speak to the level of talent, you know, not only on their roster the last few years, but where they stack up nationally against some of the top programs in the country? Yeah, I mean, they, you know, D1 Minnesota the past few years, I mean, nationally, um, for an Adidas sponsor program, they're probably top two, top three every year. Um, you know, last year, Ben Carlson played on a team that um, I think might have lost one, two games all year long. And this year, again, they were one of the best teams out there nationally. So, you know, they're, they're going to come to Wisconsin after playing some of the best travel basketball out there, um, winning every stop along the way. And I think that really translates well to the college level. And then, you know, I think people assumed Stephen Crowell, there was a really good chance Wisconsin landed him. Um, I know I touched base with you this morning, and, you know, the thought was that for a long time, uh, at least this off season that Stanford and Xavier maybe led for, for Carlson, um, you know, in your opinion, you know, what maybe changed there and, you know, what maybe put Wisconsin out in front and how big of a get is that for the Badgers? You know, I think it was the idea of comfortability and, you know, playing somewhat close to home and having a guy like Steven there already. Um, I think it's a really, really, really good pickup. Um, you know, Ben's on someone that has, monstrous upside of a Sam Decker type, but he is so steady, man. Like he is just every time out on the floor, it's going to be 10, eight and three, you know, like doesn't matter. He plays bad, plays good. It's, it starts at 10 points, eight rebounds, couple assists. He's a very cerebral front court power forward that can play the four or the five. He can shoot it. He can put on the floor. He can defend different spots and he plays really, really, really hard. And then with Crowell, um, you know, I think Carlson's more of a finished product in comparison. But, you know, in, in a year or two, what might Wisconsin have with a guy like Stephen Crowell after, you know, another year of high school basketball and then a year at Wisconsin's strength and conditioning program? 
But yes, like you said, the latter part there, you know, he has stronger um, just so he can deal with the physicality down low in the Big Ten especially. But he kind of is a cookie-cutter type of five-man for Wisconsin. He can face up, shoot it some. He can pass it. He's a good shot blocker. So there definitely is some assets, some tangibles that will definitely work well at Wisconsin. Is he ready right now, um, next year? Could be a redshirt kind of guy if, if that's possible. But in two or three years, I could definitely see him being a multiple-year starter for Wisconsin. And then in this class as a whole, uh, Corey, you know, what's your take on the Davis brothers uh, in addition to Lauren Bowman as well? I think you've, you've had a chance to see all three of those guys as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, Jordan's going to be a do-it-all, you know, combo guard type. I mean, brings good size to the floor, has a little football background to him as well. Uh, I think he's going to be someone that just that that Wisconsin fans are going to love. Um, you know, is he Brad Davison? Maybe not as talented, um, but definitely might fit that that mold to an extent. Um, you know, Bowman, he's definitely going to be a, a a pressure exerter on both ends of the floor, something that can guard the basketball at a high rate, but also put the ball on the floor, drive the gaps, create brothers, and score the bucket. Um, but you know, I think John Davis might be the, the face of the class. Um, from a shot-making standpoint, I think he really does that at a high rate. Um, you know, he's tough. He brings good size to the floor. Um, and like I said, most of all, he can really shoot the basketball. And then, you know, going back to, to Carlson and, and Crowell, um, I think – you know, I guess, you know, I don't, I know that you cover a lot of programs and there's a lot of schools that you look at, but um, you know, the, the feeling in Wisconsin was that maybe recruiting was down a tick or two of the last couple of classes. You know, if you look at this 2020 class in total, um, you know, where does it maybe stack up nationally? I know it's pretty high nationally, but does that also help with Greg Gard's kind of reputation and as a, as a recruiter and kind of getting things back on track for the Badgers? Yeah. You know, I think it, um, you know, getting five guys, um, in so early, right? Like it, it's it's not even the fall yet, and to have five prospects that are high major prospects within their own right that they beat out some Big Ten, some Big East, some Big Twelve programs for, mm-hmm. um, you know that 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 really says a lot, I think, um, about Wisconsin basketball. They definitely need a class like this to kind of um, parlay into future success. So to get these five guys, and now to focus on the 2021 class, um, which they already have done, um, with a guy like Chris Hodge is already committed, um, you know, what you're going to see is uh, I think it's going to really pay off down the road, um, not just with enrolling such a good five-man group, but also getting a head start in 2021, which, like we said, they already have with Chris Hodges. And, and Corey, before we let you go, just one quick question to – when it comes to just on a national scene, and I know a lot of Wisconsin fans were not happy or there's some chagrin with Wisconsin not being able to land a Jalen Johnson, who obviously committed to Duke, but do you feel Wisconsin can be on that level that Greg Gard and his staff can recruit to get the highest valued prep prospects like, like a Johnson down the road or a Patrick Baldwin Jr., among others in years to come? Yeah, you know, it's going to be unique. Um, but this is not just Wisconsin. You know, it's 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 not. I mean, it's it's everyone. It's That's why they're called the Blue Bloods, right? They get those kind of guys. That's why DJ Stewart today committed to Duke. I mean, it's 
Illinois did everything they could to get E.J. Stewart on their campus. And at the end of the day, it's still the blue blood draw. But if Greg Gar continues to stack a class like this after another class and, again, shows he has what it takes in the coach's box, these guys want to co- want to go to winners. Um, they want to play with other top-tier talent. And if Greg Gard can show that, I think it's definitely a possibility in the coming classes. And then one last one for you, Corey, before uh, we let you go. You know, you talked about some of the maybe the momentum carrying that into 2021. Uh, Hodges is committed. I don't know how much of a chance you've had to see him play, but uh, I think three big names for Wisconsin moving forward. Uh, Chucky Hepburn and Matthew Moores, two guys who will be on campus officially later this month. And then Julian Roper as well. Um, for for any of those guys mentioned, could you maybe just provide some insight uh, and, you know, where those – not necessarily where those recruitments are at, but, uh, you know, what kind of prospects Wisconsin could be getting if, if they were to land them or, or where they kind of sit right now? Yeah, you know, Chucky was a guy that Tim Miles had really valued at Nebraska. Um, I think he's an Omaha or, or a Lincoln or Omaha kid, but, um, you know, Nebraska is one school to watch there, but he's just definitely a very well-rounded – lead guard that can play multiple spots in the backcourt, can shoot, can defend, can really think the game. Just a very, very solid basketball player. Uh, you know, Julian Roper, he's a long arm, he's tough, he can really score. I really like what he could be defensively. Uh, you know, his recruitment kind of starting to break up, uh, break out a little more while the Big Ten schools are involved. But he's just that versatile guard, two, three guard that can do many things in the backcourt. Matthew Morris, you know, a six seven combo forward type that really, really fits what Wisconsin's all about in the front court. Um he's a South Dakota kid, I believe it is. So uh, you know, Creighton's involved, uh TCU's involved. He really is he's not someone that's really out there much right now yet. But that of course goes back to being a Dakota kid not really being seen by many people, but I think if Matthew Morris was, you know, located in a state like Minnesota or Wisconsin or Illinois, he'd be a heavily coveted Big Ten prospect. Well, Corey, great stuff. Uh, again, thank you so much for, for taking a couple minutes to help us out today to break down all this recruiting that's, that's, uh, that's happening in Wisconsin. No, thanks for having me on board. I appreciate that. Folks, that was Corey Evans, of course, National Basketball Analyst at Rivals.com. You guys can follow him on Twitter at Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, Evans underscore 10. We're going to take a quick break, come back, wrap up the show, talk a little bit more about the 2020 class and the 2021 recruiting cycle. Before that, folks, make sure you guys use promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases First-time customers only. This is Jay Kokorowski, John McNamara, back in the Vivid Seats studio on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, of course, powered by Overtime Media. Big thanks again to Corey Evans, the national basketball analyst for Rivals.com for his analysis, some great stuff. John kind of going a little bit more local with just you and I now as we cover the team, as we cover the programs for both football and basketball keeping with this podcast being basketball recruiting only in your opinion, just we're going to go through some questions right now. Number one, based off of five verbal commitments. And then you have Carter Gilmore. Who's a walk on. Is this it for the 2020 class? 
Yeah, I, I definitely think this will be it for Wisconsin. Uh, you know, maybe they add a, another walk on late. I know that, um, you know, there's some roster spots to fill out there and they're uh, also having tryouts on campus right now or not necessarily right now, but, you know, upcoming for, you know, additional roster spots. So I could see them potentially adding another walk on to this class to join Gilmore. But um, in, in terms of scholarship guys, uh, this this would probably be it for Wisconsin. Um, I know that they still have Brandon Angel still out there. Uh, as a guy that uh, is scheduled to take an official visit, I would imagine that's changed since Carlson's commitment. But, um, you know, unless there's something that we're missing here, unless something that, you know, is going to happen on the current roster that we don't know about, I would imagine this is going to be it. Uh, I say that because, you know, right now, if you look at the scholarship uh, breakdown that we have on the, on the site, uh, Wisconsin, you know, with this commitment would be at 14. And obviously the, the cutoff number, uh, at least on, you know, the cutoff number on paper is 13. So um, It'll be interesting to see what happens on the current roster. I'm not sure how they're going to make that work. But uh, like, we, like we've talked about, Jake, uh, Wisconsin has been recruiting with this mentality of taking two more guys after the Davis brothers uh, for a while. So uh, I'm sure Greg Gar knows exactly what his plan is. Uh, we'll just have to see how it all unfolds. Now we look ahead. 2021 recruiting cycle. Already one verbal commitment with forward Chris Hodges from the Illinois area now with these five scholarship commitments, how does this affect the 21, 21 recruiting cycle? If at all, well, I think one thing it does, you, you try to ride that momentum. And like we talked about with Corey, um, they're going to have, well, Jackson Grant on campus this upcoming weekend for his official visit, uh, you know, big man in the 2021 class. And then Matthew Moores and Chucky Hepburn, uh, the weekend following that, um, you know, of those three, I, I think there's a really, really good chance Wisconsin closes Moore's out uh, during his official visit. You know, we, we've talked at length about him and, um, you know, Wisconsin has been there, you know, really from the start. Uh, Joe Krabinoff has an excellent relationship with with Matthew and his family. Uh, they've been to Madison a few times and obviously they'll be back again for uh, you know, a college football game, uh, you know, at Camp Randall Stadium. So I think there's a good chance that they close him out uh, during his, uh, his official visit. And then, you know, a couple other guys that, that we talked about too, Chucky Hepburn, Julian Roper. Um, you know, I don't know how close those guys are decisions, but, uh, you know, I think that if you look at one thing, it's potentially riding that momentum uh, into some official visits that you have coming up in the 2021 class. This might be the big kind of open-ended, loaded question. We've heard about it for, you, you hear it from certain parts of the fan base. You talk about obviously, and I we I asked Corey about Jalen Johnson, and you talked about the recruiting reputation of Guard, and asked him about that. But you've seen how Guard and his staff have now closed down with the Davis brothers, with Stephen Crowell, with you've seen Carter Gilmore jump on board as a as a preferred walk on for an in state kid, then obviously Ben Carlson too. I guess with what we've seen in this 2020 class and despite maybe what's happened in the 2018 class with Tyler hero decommitting. And then now Taylor Curry committed to Akron after transferring out and Ty Strickland now at temple. Can we put to bed that Greg guard can't recruit? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. And I think that you can, I think this week is, 
has kind of reaffirmed that. And, you know, I think his, you know, Grey Guards detractors would have said prior to this that, well, you know, the Davis brothers are in-state kids and, you know, no one was really recruiting Norm Bowman before his commitment. But, uh, you know, Carlson and and Stephen Crawl were were big-time prospects. You know, Carlson in particular, you know, a Rivals 100 kid with with a lot of offers. Um, and I, I think that puts to bed a lot of the, a lot of the people who doubted Grey Guard and his staff. Um, you know, and like you, know, he's got a good start in the 2021 class, and I think that uh, he'll add to it before the close of the month. So I think that he's always been able to recruit. I think the thing that stands out to me is maybe the lessons that he's learned from past classes. Um, I think specifically with that is handing out more offers. And it doesn't mean handing out offers just to hand them out, but I think that you know one thing that he has learned from past classes that uh, you know he has to identify more guys that that fit what Wisconsin's looking for, and he's done that. Uh, you know he has he's he's cast a little bit wider of a net, and I think you know that has led to some of the the success that you've seen, uh, you know, just at the start of this week with obviously Crawl and and Carlson. So um, I think Guard has always been able to recruit. He was the, the top recruiting assistant on, on Bo Ryan's staff, and. I don't think he forgot how to do that, you know, when he became head coach. So um, this is an important week for guard, and we'll see if he can continue to ride that momentum uh, through the rest of the month with, with some more big-time guys expected on campus. ABC, always be crutin'. That's how we. That's uh, what we know here on Rivals and at BadgerBlitz.com. John, before we get going, what is ahead for the rest of this week Besides basketball recruiting, because I know we just published on BadgerBlitz.com an article with D1 head coach Al Harris. Once again, we talked with him for Stephen Crowell on Tuesday, and now I had a chance to talk with him today, earlier this afternoon, on Wednesday afternoon. But what else should Badger fans expect, both football and maybe even some more basketball? Yeah, I don't I don't think you should expect any more commitments Uh for the next couple of days until uh, you know the the kickoff against Michigan, uh, so you know we'll we'll focus on more preview stuff for for the Wolverines. Uh, we'll have some more recruiting stuff. I mean, if you if you go to the Badgers Den, you know that that uh, visitor list is growing and it's growing uh, daily. So you know you're going to want to check out to see who's there. Uh, we'll have some preview stuff coming out towards the end of the week. I mean, you know tomorrow's Thursday already. This week has kind of flown by with, with two big commitments. So. Um, you know, you can expect, like I said, more preview stuff for Michigan, uh, recruiting stuff. And then, you know, I'll, like we talked about in the last podcast, we'll get out and see some high school games this weekend. And then, uh, you, you know, it, the Wisconsin has a huge contest against the Wolverines at 11 o'clock on Saturday. So, uh, you know, we're, we're jam-packed this week, just like we always are. And uh, we're definitely going to finish this week strong with, with plenty of content for our subscribers. You'll see, too, I have my first and 10 weekly coming up, which – I lay out 10 topics to watch for and with Wisconsin and Michigan. We'll also have, I've teased it out. We have talking about death row, the Wisconsin inside linebackers room as what they refer to themselves as. I had a chance to talk with Bob Bostad, the inside linebackers coach. So expect that probably on Friday because I'm going to, I'm supposed to talk with Ryan Conley on Thursday evening, just to kind of talk about the history of the group. But we'll also have another podcast coming up where we just talk football. Uh, we're going to talk about Stephen Crowell's commitment for tomorrow. But now we'll have all football. We'll talk about who's coming to Madison for Wisconsin, Michigan. We'll also talk with someone from the Wolverine 
part of Rivals.com, covering Michigan football and basketball. We'll talk about the upcoming matchup from their vantage point. And, of course, we'll have more game previews, predictions, how to watch, etc. I'm excited. But for BadgerBlitz.com, of course, for all the articles, Wisconsin.Rivals.com. Find us on Twitter. For John, it's at McNamara Rivals. Me, at Jake Coco, K-O-C-O. And then the official Badger Blitz Twitter account that is at Badger underscore Blitz. Then on top of that, Facebook, Wisconsin Badgers on BadgerBlitz.com. And we're on Instagram. And then for this podcast, you guys can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and tune in. Of course, you can go to Overtime Media's website as well. And that gives you the ability to listen to this podcast feel free to send us reviews, especially on iTunes for Apple Podcasts. Why? Because that helps us grow. Five-star reviews are always welcomed, but feel free to give us your honest feedback. We've started to incorporate so much of that into our podcast, and we appreciate you all. We want to make this the place to go for Wisconsin Badgers news notes from the recruiting trail on the field and near the rim. So on behalf of John McNamara, this is Jake Kokorowski. We'll talk to you guys actually tomorrow night on another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast powered by Overtime Media.